Right, ready when you are, mate. Well, I've, I've got you down to kick it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. You're listening to EdTech Talks, a practical podcast for the world of EdTech. Welcome to the EdTech Talk podcast with me, Phil Whitehead. And me, Chris Melia. On this episode, we are joined by Jamil and James from Team Wakelet. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Before we dive in, could you give us a quick introduction about yourselves for the benefit of our listeners? Yeah, sure. So, uh, hey, guys, uh, I'm James. Uh, I'm the head of community here at Wakelet. Uh, and it's basically my job to just look after all of our new users, um, kind of introduce them to the platform, make sure they understand it, and then kind of make them become Wakelet pros and show them kind of the ins and outs and the use cases and examples that they can use Wakelet with. Hi all, I'm Jamil. I'm the founder of Wakelet. So my task really is to work with the team, uh, take feedback from our users and keep improving our platform so it can become more useful for people. Fantastic. So Jamil, you mentioned that being the founder of Wakelet, I'm sure our listeners would be really interested to hear how it actually started. So how did you come up with the idea and why is it called Wakelet? Yeah, so basically I was working at Airbus before Wakelet. And one day I was just sat on the internet trying to kind of find information. And when I went to Google and did a search, lots of results came out. So I think it was around 500,000 results or something like this. And as I started to click on the articles and the videos, the tweets, et cetera, I wanted to save some of them. So I collected all the URLs in a Word document. And over a period of time, the Word document grew and grew and grew. And there was nowhere really to save all this information in the way that I wanted to. So I can restructure it, reorder it, add my own stuff around it. And actually, when I go back, I thought I had the same issue at university. I used to take all different URLs, store them in Word documents or in folders or put them in bookmark lists. But I couldn't really collaborate. I couldn't do anything visual with it. I couldn't share it with people. And that's kind of where the idea came along. Now, when you add articles, videos, blogs, tweets, and all sorts of stuff together, you're kind of creating a story. So we wanted something that kind of that in the real world today. When we were trying to find the name for it at the beginning, we looked up in the air and we've seen the trail that the plane leaves behind. And then we thought, okay, cool, there's trails or wakes on the sea as well. So that's kind of the idea of Wakelet. It's the idea of adding bits together to create a story. As the plane starts, there's no story. And as it goes, it creates a story. So that's the idea of where the word came from. That's really, really cool. I didn't actually know that myself, uh, Jamil. Um, one thing Phil, I was going to... Just uh, the only thing wrong with uh, me telling you about basically the name of Wakelet is you'll never forget it now. Every time you look outside in the sky, you're going to be basically remembering Wakelet. I'm sorry to do that, <laughs> <Phil>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting you've, you've said that um, because actually it was one of the issues that I had and that's how I actually stumbled across Wakelet, not looking up in the sky actually. Yeah. Um, Trying to trying to find something that could pin all of these different kind of like content together because what I love about Wakelet more than anything is that it's agnostic. So, you know, like if you use bookmarks in say I don't know Chrome or Explorer, they're, they're stuck in that they're stuck in that bar, aren't they? Or you use like notes, they're stuck in there. So what I really like about the product itself and what I found was that you could just like you could add in stuff from OneDrive, Google Drive, a website, and just ping it together. And, and I found that really, really useful. Good to hear. That's nice. And um, again, I mean, a lot of people are using Wakelet for creating their own collections for so many different things, and we'll expand on that as we talk. But also, sometimes I just use it simply to bookmark information. So as I'm reading articles, as I come across a video or a tweet that I want to save, 
I literally just save it to my bookmarks, knowing what's going to be coming soon in the future. That's why I'm quite happy dumping all my stuff in Wakelet because I'm going to make sure I'm going to be able to find it and sort it out quite easily. Yeah, it, it, it kind of brings like a human element, doesn't it, to like results and searching and, and it allows that like human kind of interaction between like, I don't know, a search engine and a result, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, the search engine does its job to provide information as fast as it can, but it doesn't put it in a way which is interesting, which is meaningful. I think only people can do that properly. Everyone likes things differently, and that person can decide the order, the structure, the, the logic of how things should be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick on uh, James first. Um, and then we'll share a couple of our favourites. Um, what I want you to do is, James, can you tell me one of your like favourite scenarios that you've used Wakelet for um, in in education? So what have you seen in education that you thought, you know what, that's that's really good? Yeah, I think um, this kind of covers two things what we were talking about before, like probably like my favourite integration as well as my favourite example. Um, but it has been during this kind of remote learning period with many kind of students at home um, for, the, for the first time ever, really, we've experienced this situation. Teachers teaching from home for the first time ever as well. Um, it's been really nice to see the kind of the examples and the use cases that the community have come up with. Uh, and one that sticks out to me is kind of um, it's kind of like lesson plan slash newsletter, like sharing the resources home uh, to the parents to help them kind of homeschool uh, their kids. Um, and the reason why I said kind of the start integration is um, with the, the Flipgrid um, camera as well in, involved, they can actually share their face inside of the collection. So um, a lot of these kids are probably missing their teachers now. We're, we're what, seven weeks in, eight weeks in during this, the time of this podcast. Um, it is Kids do miss their teachers and, and, and rightly so. So with kind of creating a collection of all this amazing content from games that the kids can play at home, books that the teachers recommend, YouTube videos that they recommend, documents and worksheets, right at the top, they can record their Flipgrid video um, and actually show their face and, and, and the kids love that. Um, so that's definitely my, my favorite one that I've seen like during this, this remote learning period. That's absolutely fantastic. Cheers, James. Uh, Jamil, can I pick on you? Yeah, sure. I've seen, um, a lot of really kind of interesting use cases. And one of the use cases I think is a little bit different than what James said in terms of lesson plan, but it's basically where people have been creating Wakelet collections to kind of share personal photographs and personal things from the day. So imagine that a tutor and kids don't see each other for weeks upon a time. Every single day or every single week, people can create Wakelet collections. They can submit a picture of their food, picture of their cat, something they've watched today or something musical, something not just around, you know, educatory topics every single day, just personally what they're doing is helping them connect as humans. So they've still got the academic stuff that they're doing, but it's got the personal stuff that they're doing as well. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, Chris, have you uh, have you seen any nice ways that that you've seen Wakelet, especially in the like HE community? Yeah, I mean, I'll pick up on a couple of examples that I've used personally because um, I've only kind of come into the Wakelet fold probably in the last last year or so, um, and I found it really useful for um, in terms of professional development, keeping a portfolio and pulling together bits of things that I've been involved in, whether that's a recording of a live presentation, whether it's the slides themselves. And I think just the way that you can bring absolutely anything into it um, is a game changer. And that, that's what's kind of got, got the buy-in really from our staff. 
And the other things I've used it for are pulling together a collection of um, webinars. So we run in the community that we've got, the digital learning sector, we run um, monthly webinars of which we had Misba and uh, Tejas on a, a number of months ago. Um, it's just a really nice way of pulling all that recorded content into a collection. Um, I like the way that if you do have an event, uh, post event, you can use it to pull together again all the resources. So you can have the agenda in there. You can have tweets from on the day. Um, you can pull in again recordings and things. So it captures. Um, somebody mentioned, I think it was you, James, before about a newsletter, and it just kind of pulls together all that that content into one place. Um, and then tweet chats as well. Um, so we run a couple of uh, tweet chats called. Uh, digital and sector discuss um, through Twitter. And again, it's just a really great way of kind of summarizing and pulling that content together after the event, of which there's nothing that really would have done that before. Yeah, I think um, just to add to what you mentioned, uh, thank you, I think that's a really cool explanation of basically a good use of Wakelet. The thing that we've seen is that lots of people are using Wakelet for lots of different things, whether it's as basic as bookmarking, newsletters, digital storytelling, lesson plans, PD, all these different elements and one person can be using that all for themselves in their classroom. So everything that we're looking um, in the future, and when I say the future in the next month or so, in terms of incorporating things into the platform that allow people to have a lot more flexibility on how they can store and organize all these different elements in one space very quickly as well. So we are considering all the feedback. We're looking at all the different ways people are using it for personal, academic, professional use, and how can we make that journey, that whole process, just much seamless and more simple? And how can we involve people around them and their communities into that kind of workflow? So that's what we've been kind of looking at behind the scenes. I think that's absolutely superb. I think um, I think no one would disagree with me when I say that Wakelet's been one of the one of the best companies I've seen in terms of taking on feedback from educators from general population, anyone really, and actually really listening to its users and then responding to those users. Um, it's it's like there's this new breed of like ed tech tools out there and ed tech and, and Wakelet is definitely one of them where actually like a teacher will say, look, I could really use this and I really want this. And then you respond. So say, for example, like the auto save feature. Now to you guys, that's just a small thing. But to a teacher who the students lose their work you know like because they haven't clicked save or they forgot that's made such a massive difference to their workflow don't know if anyone wants to pick up on yeah, that yeah I'll pick up on that Phil <laughs> that's fine I mean thank you so much for the feedback and again it's not a small feature we heard it a lot and I think the biggest um, problem for any company is just the prioritization of all the features so we hear so many things that people want into the platform and a lot of these things we already know some of them are on our roadmap, but there's some really nice surprises that come out that can make the product even better. And it's just a matter of us, considering we're a small team, to kind of look at prioritization and how can we get these features out in a timely and efficient manner so we can basically support the needs of people. We try to react as fast as we can. And if there's anything that's like a major problem, we try to kill that as soon as we can. But we are kind of expanding and trying to look at ways to kind of incorporate even more feedback. I think the key thing for us is to actually talk to people and understand their pain point rather than just hear something once, kind of guess what the problem is. We want to kind of understand the root cause and why is it an impact. And actually, sometimes what we'll do is we'll discuss solutions with people. So we'll actually show them, you know, is this fix that we're going to do? Is this functionality uh, from this design point of view, what you expected before we kind of like even consider putting stuff into kind of development and putting it out? 
Yeah, and that's that's why the community is so important to us, our community. Um, we're not using the platform every single day. Uh, we're not using it with multiple students at once. So having the educators who are working with their kind of admin staff, their, their tech trainers, but then also with their students and other colleagues, um, they're using it in tens of different ways each day. So them using it and them giving us the feedback and us kind of working uh, a new feature or an improvement for them and then giving them back, it's so much more kind of effective. Uh, what, what do you mean, James? You're not using it every day. You told me you're using it every day. Well, I'm using it every day, but I have students as well. Um, but yeah, that, John's right though. Like we do, we do find kind of like little improvements ourselves. Um, but I mean, kind of, it's kind of the old idea of like brainstorming, isn't it? Like the more people in the room kind of throwing in their ideas, the better, the better the outcome. Phil, I've been on calls. I've been on calls with people in the States at 12 midnight UK time, one midnight UK. It's not an issue for us. It doesn't matter. I mean, we love the platform. We want to support people. If people want to jump on a call and they want to talk to us about stuff, I'm happy to do that. It's not an issue. And that's the same with the rest of the team. Yeah, I think I think uh, Becky mentioned that on the podcast recently. That she, I think she remember on a late night call with you, James. Yeah, all yeah. hours, yeah, to, to get things sorted. Another point she made as well, which was really interesting, which was about the fact that you, if you present Wakelet in terms of staff development, if you're training staff on Wakelet, they just seem to know what to use it for straight away. And I think that's mm. something to be said around how easy it is to use. And particularly if you look at a lot of creative tools that are out there, um, there's, there's loads of stuff, but it can, you can need quite a bit of training to use them. And I think as well as that, just efficiency just being able to get information in one place quickly and easily and then maybe coming back to it to tidy it up later. And I think both of those sides, both the efficiency and the kind of ease of use are really, really important with Wakelet. And again, another reason why people latch onto it. Yeah, and uh, the reason behind... Oh, sorry, John. Carry on, James. It's okay. I was saying the reason behind kind of the ease of use is we do know that we have, say, kids as young as like kindergarten using the collaboration feature all the way up to teachers who are maybe like 70 plus who... Uh, are using say Wakelet as their first tech tool ever um, so there's a massive spectrum and then we also have like athletes who are using tech for the first time and so on and organizations so um, ease of use has been kind of like the main thing from the start with, with, with Jam and the team um, and even more so now with kind of the the uh, the whole host of people using Wakelet. Yeah I think the thing for us is don't take it as you know we're happy with the way the site is at the moment we want to improve it further we know what we want to do we want to improve the performance. We want to improve the functionality. We want to improve the usability. And we're going to do that. And you'll see a huge improvement coming over the next couple of months. We've kind of put a nice plan in place of what we're going to do to kind of find any friction points or take care of any friction points that people have kind of reported, whether it's performance, whether it's functional, to kind of make the site even smoother, even better, even faster, even easier for people. That's absolutely brilliant. And it kind of does lead me on to my next question, actually, about like involving people. Um, so this one's a bit to you, James, because I know you head this yeah. up. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about the Wakelet community and the ambassador program? So obviously myself, I'm a Wakelet ambassador, 13th wave, I believe. Um, so, yeah, could you talk to us a little bit about that in terms of your perspective? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll start with kind of where it started, I suppose. Um, probably around, around two years ago now, I was fairly new to Wakelet um, and we just had so much feedback coming coming back to Wakelet um, back to the team and at this point we we're kind of everywhere everyone was using us from athletes sports clubs organizations schools libraries um, and we just had all this feedback kind of kind of sitting there and we we're building stuff um, which was good but we didn't have kind of like one central voice um, so what I decided to do was kind of make a community of kind of like a feedback group initially 
and that's all it was was it was a feedback group and we've always kind of uh, had that human touch inside of Wakelet's one of our, our main things we stand by um, so bringing them all into a group made it even more human everyone could communicate collaborate um, so that really really like like flew straight away so we started off with 30 people um, mainly in the UK and the US and it was a crazy bunch of people we had um, we had a footballer in there a rugby player a librarian a rapper a few teachers a few students um, a few kind of like I think I had a, some CEOs of companies in there so it's kind of a random mix of people but when we asked them a question about say a new feature or an improvement most of the time they came up with the same answer because even though they are one person's at an organization one's a librarian and say one is a, a teacher they may all want to share a newsletter via Wakelet or share resources so kind of the use case and examples are all the same so uh, we started off with, with kind of this little feedback group but then naturally they just wanted to communicate as humans want to kind of collaborate and talk to each other so we just evolved it over time into into a, a community of, of hundreds and thousands of educators, um, kind of connecting, collaborating, talking, and then that's kind of how it fed into our kind of uh, our roadmap and our product plan of kind of getting the information from uh, people how they use Wakelet, kind of getting a feel about working on it, building a feature or an improvement, sending it back, uh, and then they could then test it themselves. So one of the main things of being in the community is you get to join this uh, amazing group for one kind of get to test new features before they're even out, kind of uh, get, get yourself to that grips with with the new uh, new improvements, new features. Um, and yeah, just kind of becoming close to Wakelet as well. Like um, it's a very, very different thing. I've never been close to a company before. Um, so it's kind of one thing we kind of wanted to make, make normal again, kind of you talking to a company and the people inside of the company as well. Um, and then as the community grew, naturally people kind of wanted to shout about Wakelet and share it. Um, so we thought, let's bring out an ambassador program and kind of support these people in what they do. So, for example, Phil and other kind of uh, teachers and trainers uh, in, in tech, they really wanted to kind of promote Wake a bit more. So we kind of support them the best we can. We, we get some materials ready, um, kind of help them present. We'll join on calls as well uh, and do our very best to, to promote them uh, and help them kind of share the word uh, in their in their own communities. And I must say, it's a, it's a fantastic community to be a part of, and it is quite cool to get stickers and to share the love and, yeah, and find out the new features is one of my best things because it me- allows me to make a video before anyone else does. Yeah. So. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Um, one thing I was going to ask, James, could you explain to, just for the benefit of our listeners, how they couldn't get involved on the actual programme if they wanted to apply to become a Wake Up Ambassador? What do they have to do? Yeah, sure. So um, first of all, to be a, a Wakelet ambassador, uh, you must be a part of the Wakelet community. So to do so, it's just heading to community.wakelet.com. And inside of there, it just kind of gives you the whole benefits of joining Wakelet, like kind of pre, uh, testing pre-release features, uh, getting to find out about stuff early. And also, as, as Phil kind of mentioned there, swag, stickers, T-shirts, all, all, all that good stuff. Um, and then once you're in the community and you have a certain amount of collections and bookmarks, so you're a, a fairly decent user of Wakelet, um, you can apply to an ambassador and we kind of expect a few things, but main thing is kind of just promoting Wakelet and be willing to learn more and willing to train people on, on Wakelet. So as soon as you're in the community, you'll get an email uh, where you, you where you can apply to be an ambassador. And uh, just to kind of know it's, it's for educators, but it's not just for educators as well. So we have a lot of people who are ambassadors in different fields uh, and in the community as well. But yeah, it's open to anyone. So uh, yeah, if you're listening, please, uh, please apply. Brilliant. So I'd just like to pick up, uh, Jamil, how, how has the journey been so far? Is it kind of ha- as you envisaged it? Because you, you've obviously gone through a huge growth over the last last few years. How, how do you see that? 
was it like I envisaged it? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, where we're going and what we want to do, that's always been there. And uh, are we on track? Yeah, I think we're on track. We're doing good things. It's just been a crazy shaped roller coaster, like you'd imagine with any company. I think, firstly, maybe doing something like this in the, in the UK is a little bit more difficult than things in the US, and primarily because you know, Wakelet is free. And at the end of the day, we need to kind of have it funded. So the funding element was quite tricky in the UK. Um, we've managed to do a good job of it. Despite of this, we've found people who kind of believe in our mission, the impact we're providing to people with the tool, and believe in the team. And hence, it's enabled us to kind of like put the infrastructure and the people and the stuff in place so we can kind of support the users and grow the platform. But just quite recently, We've obviously had, for the past 18 months, really great growth. And um, over the past couple of months, we've accelerated that growth even further. We've actually added additional people to the team. So we're looking now to kind of like take the feedback, incorporate the things that people have said and kind of take it to the next level. It's not been an easy journey, but it's a very exciting journey. I think that's why all the team put in a lot of effort, a lot of hours. You can catch the team anytime you want. I mean, it feels like, People are supporting people around the world all around the clock, but actually it's the same team that are doing stuff. So we're supporting time zones right from the UK, whether you're in Australia, whether you're in India, whether you're in America, it's the same team that are working in the morning, that are working in the evening to support the users that are also working at the weekends. I think we all care about what we're doing. I think James made a very good point. Some of our core values about being human, staying human. And uh, at the end of the day, we're just people. Uh, in a company trying to build something that we think is really impactful and meaningful for other people and the best way to do that is to collaborate to talk and to see how we can keep doing that yeah that's brilliant i think me and phil have talked about this a bit quite a bit but we see ourselves as kind of the bridge really between the the educators on the ground that are using these tools and the likes of yourself and and like you say people and community are kind of at the heart of that and they're definitely at the heart of what we do both as institutions and with the the sector community that we run as well so and i think it's important phil for us to collaborate with you like james has said so many times on a lot of webinars we're not educators at the end of the day you know we've all been to school we've all been to college we've all been to university we've probably been a pain to some of the tutors in in time sometimes but at the end of the day we want to provide the best tools for the tutors for the students for the business, for the people who want to organize their information. And we need that kind of segue. We need that collaboration of people who have the actual pain points and the actual problems so we can do things properly. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, Thank you very much, Jamil. Right, so I'm going to ask you a question now. Either of you can pop in because I don't want to throw James under a bus here and get him to release (laughs) something that he's going to get into trouble for. So um, have you got anything exclusive that you could share with our listeners regarding new features or anything coming out or recently come out? So, yeah, so this is an exclusive, this actually. So um, we are planning on running a community week on the 1st of June to the 5th of June. And what that really is, is kind of, it's a celebration of, of community. Uh, we've been we've wanting to do it for a while and we celebrate them every single day. Um, but we're thinking, let's compact it into a whole week and uh, put on some kind of guest speakers, some like keynote speakers, uh, ambassadors doing their own sessions about Wakelet and how they're using it, kind of empowering them. And then also a lot of fun activities like competitions and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that, that's going to take place, like I said, 1st to the 5th of June. And that also includes a Wakelet Live. So this will be our first Wakelet Live ever, which is basically us for an hour kind of showing you what we have planned, uh, new features, 
Um, we have, I think we have five or, five or more planned to kind of release on, on the night, which will be on the 1st of June. Um, and yeah, some of them, Jam, do you want to kind of uh, release a few or, or should I? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite cool to talk about a few of the stuff that we're doing. So everything that we're looking to do, we've brought in autosave, but autosave was just one bit of the next stuff that we're bringing on the platform. So we're going to head, as I mentioned to you, I don't want to leak it too much because it spoils the party, but I think it's more <laughs> around allowing people to do a lot more in collaboration. So expect some more interaction-based stuff, expect more stuff around real-time elements of things happening. I think that's kind of the area we've been focusing our, a lot of energy on at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'd yeah. speak to the uh, real time. So Becky Keane mentioned this, and actually we started it, was that obviously because you've got the autosave now, you can do some like real time things. So like if you're at an event or, you know, or whatever you're doing, you can start to almost like post in Wakelet and then it comes up straight away on other people's phones that have been following it. So that's quite exciting to, to listen to that. Thank you very yeah. much. No, no, you're welcome. And there's going to be, as James said, a whole host of stuff. Expect uh in the next couple of months, well, one one and two months that we're working on the stuff here, expect a quite a significant change that's going to come in functional-wise and to the site just before the academic year. Oh, it's really exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them and making some videos on how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just going to wrap up the episode now. Um, for the benefit of the listeners, we always ask two questions. Now, with you guys being Wakelet, we're going to mix this up a little bit. So um, a question for both of you, take it whoever first. What has been your favourite app integration into Wakelet and a little bit of an exclamation of, of why? Hmm, that's an interesting one, actually. I think I kind of covered it before, which is the, the Flipgrid uh, integration. Um, the main reason because it is one you like you can now like upload a video to wake clip kind of record it yourself but we've always kind of been interested in obviously the creation which is, which is wake clip but turning creation into storytelling so adding like resources is, is brilliant like bookmarking but then adding notes and images allows you to tell that story adding video and, and your own like voice and your own recording takes it e even further so so for me when when the flipping integration came in it really took that that storytelling aspect to, to a whole nother level. Uh, so that's my favorite. Cool. I think from my side, it's mainly making Wakelet even broader. So the integration of Microsoft and uh, Immersive Reader integration across the site, I think that's taken it to a new dimension. I love hearing from people now that they can take content from Wakelet, whether it's text, whether it's articles, click on the read mode, take it into a different screen. So even people who've got um, basically accessibility needs if they want to increase the size of the text if they want to change the color of the background if they want to look for verbs or nouns or adjectives and highlight them out if they want to translate the site into a different language if they want to have it read out to them whether it's in a male or female voice which is quite nice as well i think that features made the site a lot more accessible and a lot more available to a lot more people Brilliant. And, and another question we'd like to ask you both as well. What piece of advice would you give to someone if they want to look at exploring Wakelet after listening to this podcast today? So some top tips really for getting started. Yeah, sure. So the top tips I, I normally give when kind of doing webinars and kind of training sessions is one, just dive dive right in. Um, Wakelet's kind of quite easy to use. I think we've kind of covered that. I think it's fair to say. Um, but yeah, also kind of starting on your own. So you think of Wakelet fundamentally as a bookmarking site. Everyone knows how to bookmark. 
it's no different in Wakelet. So kind of think of the ways you currently bookmark inside of Wakelet. So you're saving kind of your, your videos to watch later, some tweets that you want to uh, uh, read later, like a Twitter chat. And then as you start using it for yourself, then you can start using it with your students, with your colleagues by sharing resources, sharing lesson plans, sharing a newsletter even. And then you can go even further into kind of the collaboration aspect and, and the portfolios and all that sort of stuff. So I'd say, yeah, first piece of advice is just kind of start with you and then, and then, uh, then grow with it. Yeah, and I'll just expand on to what James said. I think it's a kind of good angle to go with. I think firstly, before you even basically focus on a certain use case that you want to work on, just start off with dumping a few links into the platform. So save a few links, save a few bookmarks, so article, a video, just see how that kind of works. And then think of the concept. The collections are basically groups of those links that you found. So you can create a collection, you can add a video, you can add another video, you can add a tweet, you can add basically an article, then play around with the configuration to look at, okay, what else can I add in here? I can add text, I can add images, I can upload PDFs, I can record video, I can reorder content around, I can personalize them to make them pretty. So just play around with the functionality so you kind of understand how the site works. And I think then you're going to have a lot of creative ideas. And there's additional areas on the site that basically will allow you to see how other people are using that. And last, last thing is, if you've got any issues, don't worry, just reach out to us. We'll happily support you. We'll happily jump on a call if that's what it needs to kind of take you through it and explain these things to you. Fantastic. Well, thank you to both of you. Thanks very much for coming. No, no, thank you so much. Thank oh, you. Amazing. So thank you. Thank you both. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Brilliant. guys. So where can, we, where can we catch you both on Twitter? Um, yeah, so, uh, so first of all, follow, follow Wakelet. So uh, that's just at Wakelet on Twitter. Um, but for myself, mine is at J-B-D-B-I-Z. So it's kind of my initials with biz on the end. Um, and then for you, Jam? It's just a J for my initial and then the number four and then Jammy, J-A-M-M-Y. My friends just call me Jammy, so I've kept that. <laughs> and where can we catch you, Phil? Um, you can catch me at Phil Ed Tech on Twitter. And I'm at Chris Learn Tech. The podcast handle is at edtech underscore talks. We use the hashtag edtech talks. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and leave a review. Thank you very much. You're listening to EdTech Talks, a practical podcast for the world of EdTech.